Communications disruption can mean only one thing, invasion. You must contact me. Welcome to C.O. Bibble's Babble Bubble, the March Madness Edition. That's right. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, NCAA's March Madness was canceled. For those of you who don't know, that is the college basketball tournament in which 68 teams from across the country, Division I basketball, go against each other in a bracket, and uh, people like to predict the games and have inner office battles and betting wages for who's going to win and take it to the top and so on and so forth. But rightfully so, that sporting event, along with all others, has been canceled for, well, national security reasons, national safety reasons, just the well-being of mankind. And really, that's nothing to complain about because it's doing the right thing. So when all this unveiled, and knowing that I had another episode coming out in this fine month of March, I decided that it was the right thing to do to have my own version of a bracket in which we put head-to-head some of the goofiest separatists around. Now, I could have just gone ahead and thrown in everybody and made a full-on thing, but I did the math and I realized, well, I have to get a podcast out by the 21st. And today is the 10th, so I really don't have the math to do a full bracket with everyone possible. So I decided to restrict it to just 10 participants. And some of you may be upset that some of your favorite goofballs weren't included, because I decided to dive into more of the barrel of the unknown. Because you could have easily thrown in the General Grievances, or the Sand Hills, or the... Oh, you know, Newt Gunray. But I decided, let's try to pick out some more different characters. And, you know, I'm totally selfish. It's my show. I'm running the Twitter account, so I get to, you know, build this bracket and combine everything. So I wanted to pick people who, when I see them, I chuckled. So that's why I picked the 10 I did. No further explanation needed. And then I tried to rank them, and that was the seating in the bracket. So what we're going to do is we are going to go through the bracket matchup by matchup. It's already finished. We know who won. And if, if you're someone who knows how this, this ends and know who won, which you probably did, most of my listeners, I feel like, follow me on social media, then, you know, there's not going to be anything revealed. But I'm going to sort of give my take on whether someone was robbed in a game or, or anything along that line. So our 10 participants in order. Number 10, Tay Howe. Now, I had a little... Asterix next to uh, Miss Howe here because uh, she died before the Confederacy of Independent Systems was formed. For those who don't know, this is the one who's the uh, the captain of the Trade Federation ship, the droid command ship that's hanging up over Naboo in the Phantom Menace, wearing the little eyepieces and everything, and they've gone up the ventilation shaft. That. That person. I did not know that 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 actually that Tay Howe was a she until I was looking at Wikipedia for this uh, this very episode. So there we go. Get some representation there. Uh, our number nine seed was Locke Durd. 
That's our other Nemoidian in there. For those who are unfamiliar, Locke Durd showed up in the first season of The Clone Wars and was voiced by George Takei. Takei, pardon me. George Takei. Uh, the Sulu from Star Trek who's gone on and done a lot of wonderful, fascinating things. Actually, I've met at one point with some friends back in college. That was cool. And uh, just putting that, oh, yes, voice, and a little Star Wars character is, is in and of itself goofy enough. Then we go up to number eight, Poggle the Lesser, because Poggle is just a flying bug man with a beard. Check. And you know that Poggle has a certain... There's a certain soft spot for Poggle in this podcast. I mean, I did compare uh, a certain university in the College Station, Texas, to Poggle the Lesser, so there's that, too. Number seven was the great third-person speaking Muralo Eval. Now, to be fair, we don't know, actually, if he would identify as a separatist or not. This is this is tricky. You know, because I said separatist... First, I said separatist politicians and generals, but then there was this guy, so I just kind of made it broader to separatist leader... He's the one responsible for putting together the box that is uh, piecing together the special mission of Count Dooku to assassinate the Chancellor on Naboo. That's when Obi-Wan goes undercover as this guy named Rocco Hardeen, and he basically has a Mike Tyson face tattoo, and Anakin thinks he's dead, so on and so forth. It's a great, great little episodic thing there. The box is fantastic. Good Cad Bane bit, too. Uh, we get to number six, Warm Loathsome. Yes, the guy, this is the the blue warthog-looking man who is the first kind of villain introduced in the Clone Wars movie. And he's really built up, and he never shows up again in the Clone Wars uh, TV show in any sort of special role, though apparently, and I have to revisit it, he shows up in the background in the prison episode where... Uh, we first meet Moralo Evol. I, I could have just misconstrued that. But yeah, so he is the general on Christophus. He's Scottish. He is voiced by the all-time great Corey Burton, who you will know from a multitude of Disney roles. The, the one that's coming to me right now is the, uh, the sheriff in Aladdin. You know, the big guy swinging the sword. Very raspberry voice. Uh, but of course, many other roles in, uh, in the Star Wars universe as well, including Hondo. Uh, then we get to the fifth-rated gentleman. This is Beck LeWise. Now, he is a politician. He's in the Separatist Senate. He's got a brain for a head and little yellow eyes. I think he's kind of funny. He always seems to be roped into some sort of goofy situation in the next. Uh, followed by that is none other than the fourth-ranked Admiral Trench, recently focused in the, the Bad Batch arc of episodes in the new Clone War season. He's the giant Spider-Man. Then there's number three, Riff Tamsin, who is portrayed as a badass and does cool stuff, but the dude is just a giant shark. And, you know, I just couldn't laugh at the fact that, really, you had to make some sort of scary-looking water creature, so you picked a shark. Sharks get enough bad press as it is, and poor... You know, Rift Tampson got lined up for that. Number two, very little-known character, but I had to pause and re-watch his introduction scene three times when I first saw him. Pun Rimbound. Now, the name probably doesn't strike a note with people, but Pun Rimbound is this amphibian separatist senator that's got a big, long neck and purple eyes and just looks like a goofball. I don't even remember what he sounds like. I see the picture and I chuckle to myself, so that's a personal spattering. And number one, 
No, you know, no other man but the man of Christ himself, Watt Tambor. I mean, if you listen to last week's episode, he was a major focus of that. We love us some Watt through and through, so, uh, you know, I had to put him at the number one seed. So those are the contestants. Let's get into the actual Battle Royale themselves. So we had two play-in games because, you know, as most brackets go, you have to go by, you know, multiples of the... Of exponentials of 2 to the something's power to have it evenly distributed. And with 10, it doesn't work out that way. So we had two games to play in for who would take on the number 1 seed and the number 2. So the first planned game was between the number 9 and the number 8. That's Lockdurd against Poggle the Lesser. Now I must admit, I had Lock kind of low. This was the biggest blowout of the entire Separatist March Madness right here. Lockdurg took out Poggle the Lesser by 90 per, 80 percentage points. So 90% of the voters said it was Lockdurg. And so I like to imagine, what would this look like? Well, okay, so Lockdurg is kind of a rotund character, and maybe old Poggle the Lesser was making his little clicking noises and too busy being the engineering genius that he is, building an early version of the Death Star and so much that Lockdurg just rolled down a hill and knocked him and all the other Geonosians down like bowling pins and swept his way, got the strike into victory there. Our next play-in match between Moralo Eval and old Tejal. This was closer than I thought it would be. I, this is the one I thought was going to be a blowout in which old Moralo Eval won with 70% of the vote. And, you know, I get it. The guy talks in third person, has a graspy little voice, walks around, you know, like Andy Serkis in Planet of the Apes. I mean, there's nothing about him that's standard. And Tehau just kind of sits there. Now, let's imagine this, you know. Tehau is just sitting in her droid command ship, making sure there's nothing sneaky going on in the ventilation shaft. And old Moralo Ival is like, ah, Moralo Ival is going to seize the day here, as Moralo Ival knows how to do best. And he goes up the ventilation shaft, because once again, he walks kind of like a monkey. <laughs> he gets up in there, and, uh, you know, Tehau is very aware of the fact that's where they are, but there isn't much that she can do about it. I mean, look, when Anakin and Obi, pardon me, when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon went up the ventilation shaft in the Phantom Menace, she simply stated it, but there was nothing that they could do, and they still got off. So she's just waiting for her own demise as Moralo Eval, the monkey man with the big old forehead, is climbing through the, the vent. It's just going to jump down and break her neck or something. I don't know. That got kind of violent, but this is a violent game, you know? It's all goofy. You know, it's fun, loving, and goofiness. So that's it. That's our two play-in games. Now we get down to the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight of goofballs ready to swipe for it all. Lockdurd, having had a nice little push-through, takes on our top-rated seed, Watt Tambor. Now, I don't need to dive into Watt Tambor here. If you want to know my take on Watt Tambor, as I said, you just go back to the episode from the week before last, and you hear that I I respect and admire that big floating man with his ba car battery changing gloves. Like any American should respect the flag, and uh, he rightfully, you know, gets to work here. So, you know, maybe Lockdurd is a uh, 
as an Amoidi in general, as a military mind, thinks that he has some sneaky plans that he's going to use on old Watt Tambor and beat him in the battlefield. You know, this is more of a grand scheme. This isn't a one-on-one -on -one fight, but he's got he's got his battle droids, and he has a plan that we're going to sneak around here. Well, kaboom! Watt Tambor has a kidnapped Nemoidian. Hooked on up just like he had Echo hooked up in the Bad Batch. That's right, and that Nemoidian's all plugged in, and <laughs> given all sorts of details, so all of Lockturd's strategy, kapoosh! Totally known by Watt Tambor and the Techno Union. And even though it's a Separatist fee Separatist battle, he wins with the long shot without lifting one finger in that heavy black glove of his. And he gets to tweak his little robotic nipples, celebrating the grand <coughs> victory. <coughs> in our next matchup, we have Beck Lewise taking on Admiral Trench. The Brain Man taking on the Spider, the Cat himself. Well, I say cat because of the episode Cat and Mouse. He's not a cat. He's very clearly a spider. And uh, this, you know, proves to be, up to this point, and, and for a good while after that, the closest match that we see in the uh, this first round here. You know, Beck Lewise, the dude's got a brain for a head. He can't even fit a real hat on it. It's kind of like a wrap. Sort of like a jogging, you know, headband to keep your ears warm when you're jogging on a cold day. But you want your hair flopping out like you're some sort of, I don't know, villain in an 80s snowboarding movie. So I think he's pretty goofy. But, you know, Admiral Trench, he has a following. He has a loyal and devout crew following him. And, yeah, he's a giant spider. Even better, when you first think he dies and he comes back, he's a giant robot spider. So he runs away with it towards the... I mean, not runs away, it's like I say, it's close, but, you know, naturally he's got the uh, the uh, wherewithal to push this thing forward. And it's easy to see what this battle would look like. I mean, he's a military genius. The other guy's a floating brain head politician guy. Not floating, it looks like it because the rest of his body is minuscule in comparison. But you can just imagine the Beckloy eyes that I need to go negotiate with Admiral Trench to try to give more power to the Separatist Senate. Oh, the Separatist Council and the Generals have too much power here. And he just goes there and Admiral Trench, kaboom! Spider legs him all over the place. Not to mention the pincers. All right, and then, that's how that goes. Coming up next... Guy who I thought was going to be... A force to be reckoned with, Rift Tamsin, because once again, the dude's just a shark taking on Worm Loathsome. But I tell you what, I colored Worm Loathsome too light. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you know, he ended up pulling well. He bit, he beat my boy Riff. And you know, if you revisit it, I mean, the guy is completely ridiculous in all things. He's a short little man. He's got little Separatist logos on his nips that's holding on his outfit together. So, you know, besides Watt Tambor, he's the other nip-focused man. And so it's easy to see how this battle would have gone. I mean, Rift Hampson is dope in water, but Warm Lowson just said, You're gonna take me up on the ground! And so he did, and then Rift Hampson just kind of waddled, 
because we never see him on dry land, but we have to assume he just waddles like, like a sea lion. <laughs> Which, in my opinion, adds to the goofiest this nature of, like, what? Outside of the battle that takes place on Moncala, what else could he do? I mean, he's really kind of a useless character. Worm Loathsome, you know, he's actually a decent general and does some good stuff on Christophus. Plus, he's like a confidant for um, Asajj Ventress. They have some sort of relationship going on there. They seem to be kind of close. I don't know. But anyhow, Worm Loathsome beats him on dry land, makes it on to the, the final four. Our last Elite Eight battle is uh, Moralui Vol taking on Pum ramp out and uh, Morala won with 60% of the vote and I really think the reason for this is I, I posted pictures each day of the characters voting uh, going up against each other as well as the poll for people to vote and I would hope that people would have seen pun Rimbaud and thought this is just an abomination of God it's ridiculous this thing but you know I guess enough people didn't recognize the character or Morala Evol is just a hoot in and of himself that, that he pulled through. Once again, it's not hard to imagine what this battle looks like. Moralifal, the third person speaking monkey man. And note, I say monkey man, he looks nothing like a monkey. He just walks like like a chimp. <laughs> you know, you pictured like Jane Goodall walking with a chimp. and <laughs> That's kind of how Moralifal walks, except he's like a lizard chimp man with... Kind of like... Uh, God, I'm forgetting my Pokemon right now. Uh, not Weevil, but the Kakuna, the one that does the, the Harden. That's kind of like what his face looks like in a way, but with a mouth at the bottom and little eyes, but picture that being the head. And so he just goes up and just strangles Pun Rimbaugh's mech, shaking around, you know, like trying to hold a, a water hose that's flailing over the place and riding it like a cowboy. Morale Fall likes to ride the ponies. <laughs> so bad. Uh... All right, so here to the uh, the final four, uh, where we have Watt Tambor taking on Admiral Trench. Yes, this is a great bad batch takedown here, um, where you got the two main villains from the recent bad batch arc on the Clone Wars. So nobody is winning on recency bias in this fashion here because we just saw them. And we just saw them at their goofiness. And early on, when the votes were coming in, it looked like Admiral Trench was gonna gonna run away with it. But we had a little bit from Twitter coming in that looked like, you know, Watt Tambor had a crowd. So here we have Tom the Tang Boy on Twitter at Tom the Fanboy, but he calls himself Tom the Tang Boy, reaching out to everybody who was choosing to vote for Admiral Trench. And he says, Y'all are speciesist. Watt chooses his lab coat and accessories and could have had a normal vocoder any time. He is too obsessed with his Techno Union brand loyalty, though. Trench is just a little melodramatic, but not goofy. I couldn't have said it better myself, and, and that, I think, helped push Watt Tambora on forward. We also had a couple retweet rally cries on there to get Watt Tambor pushed through, and lo and behold, he uh, he held his own and managed to defeat old Admiral Trench and move on to the final. The other final four game. An interesting match indeed. Worm Loathsome 
taking on Moralo Evol, the Lizard Monkey Man. Once again, you know, this is a this is kind of interesting where, you know, all my top seeds on this side of the bracket, they fell out. This is a number six taken on a number seven. So who's it going to be? And, you know, Watt Tambor and Admiral Trench was close. And it looks like Moralo Evol and Worm Lowson was going to be close as well. But, you know, thanks to a, a campaign push by uh, Nikki Kumar of the Imperial Senate podcast, he got a lot of worm heads inspiring around the... Uh, the Scottish warthog himself, and he uh, he pulls through. So, uh, you know how I could sort of picture this this battle turning out pretty easily as well. Worm Lowsome, almost the entire time we see him, because when he walks around, he kind of looks like a genie, you know, so maybe he can make wishes. But he's just hanging out in a tank more often than not. So Moralo Evol comes running up in his monkey man style, speaking third person, grabs... The extended cannon swings up and is rushing to Worm Lothsome, who's been trying to shoot at him this whole time. We're getting close. We're getting excited. What's going to happen? Everybody's on the edge of their seats, and lo and behold, Worm Lothsome's homegirl, Asajj Ventress, comes out and chops off Moralo Evol's head. Is that kind of cheating? Did Worm Lothsome really deserve that victory when Asajj Ventress did? Yeah, he did, because that's part of the thing that makes him goofy. Why does this guy have this relationship with this, you know, assassin that's so close? It makes absolutely no sense. It just adds to sort of the bizarre nature of his uh, his little character there. And I do mean little. He's kind of a short guy. And so on to the final. Top-ranked Watt Tambor, who had pushed through, taken on Worm Loathsome. This is the... The battle of the guys who have who wear blue. This was the the final smackdown of sorts here, and it was a close one. It was back and forth, back and forth the entire time. It's problematic, you know. A lot of the worm heads from the last match were big fans of Watt Tambor in the match before, and vice versa. But after a long and no longer than any of the other, because it was 24 hours to vote, to vote for each, but after this back-and-forth struggle, enough push once again from Nikki Kumar of the Imperial Senate podcast managed to tip old Mr. Loathsome over Watt Tambor for him to be crowned the goofiest of all goofballs in the Star Wars universe as far as Separatists are concerned. That's right, the goofiest Separatist. Worm Lonesome. This is how I see that battle going down. Once again, Worm is just hanging out in his tank. Watt Tambor is gliding over and kaboosh! Blows him out of the sky. I wish I could say it was more creative than that, given how close the fight was, but I think, really, if these two went head-to-head, Worm Lonesome wins 9 times out of 10. Even though the vote was very close, he only won 54% of the close, compared to Watt Tambor's 46. That says, uh, that was the tightest matchup in the whole thing, so it was a good grand closing finale, a finale that I felt was fit for this bracket. And I think we should celebrate that it's it's very grand. Worm Loathsome, the scourge of Dundee. The warthog of Edinburgh. The blue man of Avernus. I'm running out of Scottish geography. I'm kind of... Glasgow! It's something of Glasgow. The toothy fellow of Glasgow. The old William Wallace himself. The great bagpipe 
blasting boy. He is our bagpipey boy, the growling growler himself, worm, the slurm, blowsome, pulling on to victory. A tear forming in my eye as I say about it. His voters kneeling at his feet, which is pretty darn low because he's a short man, so they have to kneel pretty low, but he pushed his way to victory. I think what adds to the fact is how, just to his goofy nature, is that he showed up in the Clone Wars movie and then effectively never again. I mean, even Locke Durd, who they thought was going to be a recurring character, showed up in a book. He was in uh, the Catalyst novel, Rogue, the prequel to Rogue One, but old Worm Loathsome played such a big role in establishing the early relationship between Rex and Ahsoka that defined the series. Old Worm Loathsome, who was constantly teased for snorting like a pig and talking like a Scot, he pulls through. There's people who love him. He is the king of all goofballs. He wears the crown proudly, and it is a crown well earned. And I'd like to thank every single person who participated voting in this bracket. And what really warmed my heart is that as the as the tournament advanced, there were more people voting in each round, which showed that it was picking up some amount of steam. I was worried that I'd only get a little bit here and it would peter off and I'd effectively, you know, have to kind of cheat and do some voting on my own and <laughs> just cancel it all together and hope nobody noticed. But it's fun. It was fun to watch. It was fun to make the post, find the pictures, revisit these characters. In honor of Worm's victory, what I'm hoping to do is to uh, maybe do a, a live watch of the Clone Wars with ongoing commentary and share that, or at least maybe revisit that as well. Uh, so thank you, and thank you everybody who is uh, the loyal listener. If you're looking for things to listen to during this very scary time that we're in right now, uh, referencing kind of the COVID-19, if you're either in self-quarantine, forced quarantine, social distancing, etc., please be careful. And please listen to Star Wars podcasts. I know there's a lot of them. Some of my favorites that have some new episodes out there. You could look at It's True, All of It, a Star Wars podcast. Their, uh, their two-parter uh, is out right now with their interview with Mike Quinn. That's great. Uh, Dalen Sabala, just love those guys. Conversations had a, a podcast that's new that you can listen to. Uh, let's see, Imperial Senate podcast, which I referenced earlier on the show. They have their, or they had their first live stream on Twitch the other day, and you can go listen to that. It's on their Facebook page, and I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna upload that as a podcast. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And then Star Walking, they did a live stream Q and A, which unfortunately, due to my inability to calculate time zones there in Australia. I'm in Texas. I missed. I wanted to participate in it, but it's on Facebook. I watched a little bit of it earlier. going to watch the rest of it today. It's great. They're great. So just look at all those guys. Look at any of the other fun things out there. I know I'm forgetting a lot. It's a big, wonderful, happy community. We're all inclusive. If fellas, ladies, gentlemen, people, if I didn't mention your podcast and you're an active listener, please call me out on Twitter so I can mention you again. The Babble Bubble, we're a small family, but we're a happy family, and, you know, I love the fans of this show, and I hope that they can be your fans as well. And fans of my show, look at everybody else you can uh, reach out to and whatnot. It's a lot of fun. I know a lot of people say be safe, but please be safe, wash your hands, avoid people, find things to do, and thank you so much for tuning in.
nødvendig med det forbud. Ja, 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 ja,